Good day, Trinidad and Tobago, and welcome to this week's episode of Strictly Legal on WESN Content Capital. I am your host, Rondell Donoa, and once again, I'm happy to bring the law and you. Of course, you can stream us at WESNCC.com and on all social media platforms. Now, today we have a, a good topic, and we are speaking about companies' registration. Of course, you know that a lot of companies are being formed of lately and throughout the years, and many persons, because of the online system, they are unsure as to how to uh, register a company, whether it be a, a sole trader or whatever, or what have you. Now, today my guest uh, is in studio to speak about this instant topic. His name is Anis Rotman, attorney at law. Um, he holds a master's of law degree in corporate and commercial law from the University of the West Indies and an international MBA from UE Arthur Lockjack Graduate School of Business. Now, Mr. Rockman has several years' experience in corporate governance, having worked as corporate secretary at various public and statutory bodies. He's currently the corporate legal secretary at the National Training Agency. Now, Mr. Rockman is a former director of YTEP Limited and presently serves as a director of the Institute of Law and Academic Studies, known um, the acronym as ILAS. So we have in studio today Mr. Anis Rockman. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Rondell. <laughs> Thank you very much for that introduction. Thank you very much for having me on the show. And, and thanks for joining us on WESN Content Capital. Thank you. And of, of, of course, when I, when I asked you to come on the program, I know you have extensive um, experience in corporate governance and corporate law, and I thought you would be the best person to come on here to, to speak to us. Um, I know you have a lot of followers as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm sure, and I'm sure they are listening. Uh, so let's get right into it. Now, of course, we know, um, tell us, what, what is company law? Company law really deals with the business of how you govern companies. A company is a separate legal entity. It's recognized in law as a separate legal entity. As opposed to you and I being natural persons, a company is a legal person. And the Companies Act 1995 is what governs companies. Of course, um, in, in terms of their incorporation, how they are run and how they are wound up. Of course, there are other ways to conduct business yes. in terms of being unincorporated, and there are different structures which we'll go into. But basically, that's what it is. Just a, you know, a little fun fact, um, the Companies Act that we have, Companies Act 1995, that was instituted because of NAFTA, North American Free Trade Agreement. And when they wanted to come into the Caribbean to do business, there was a mismatch of company legislation in all the different Caribbean islands. So they looked at the Canadian legislation and they instituted that Canadian legislation throughout the Caribbean, which is why you'll find the, the companies act in various Caribbean countries resemble each other. Yeah. It was to make it you know, workable for that purpose. Right, and of course in Toronto, Tobago, as you said, we are governed by legislation. Correct. Uh, so let's start with what are the different um, types of companies that one can form in our jurisdiction? So under the Companies Act, there are just two types of companies you can form. One is a for-profit, which is a normal company, and the other one is a non-profit company. So uh, let's start with the for-profit company. Certainly. That's as you would have a normal business where you carry out business activities for a profit. That one, um, you would form something like that based on the risk and the type of business that you're going to do. The reason is the veil of incorporation or the limited liability 
that the company, the uh, incorporated company provides to you. There is also the non-profit company. That has strictures surrounding that. You can do some business and you could probably turn a profit in terms of buying and selling, yeah. but the monies has to go back to the original intent. So for example, to qualify for approval for a non-profit company, you, it's restricted to a business that religious, philanthropic, charitable, educational, scientific, literary, historical, um, it even goes into religious. Many religious organizations incorporate as a non-profit organization because they're member organizations. Um, so if you hold in like a little barbecue or cake yeah. sale, you can, you, know, you can make money, but you don't have to declare that income, so to speak, for the BIR and so on. Yeah. And that profit has to be whatever profit you make from the cake sale or the barbecue, that has to go back to the, the origin of the organization. So those are the two basic, well, the only two um, types of companies that you can have there. Yes. You can also not register as a company, but you can register as a sole trader yeah. or a partnership. And there, tell us what is the sole trader? So a sole trader, just as the name suggests, one person, a one-man show, who's carrying out his activities, business activities. Now, that is registered you know, you have to register under the company's registry, but you have to register under the, business, the Registration of Business Names Act. Yes. So you can go there, you, um, you search the name. Uh, every business, whether it's registered or unregistered, has to have a name. So you can do, you check the name, and you do a name reservation. You can um, go to the company's registry website, you type in a name that you think that you want to name your company, and you see if there's other companies that have that. You have to submit that search to the company's registry yeah. for them to say, well, whether or not there are other companies with that similar name that they don't want you trading off of their image or their likeness. So you have to choose something unique that is not already registered. Yeah. So for the sole trader, you don't get the protection of the company where the company stands incorporated. And um, you don't always have to do that, yeah. right? There are some types of businesses that you could conduct that the, the regime under the Companies Act that you have to file post-incorporation documents and so on, it's, it's kind of onerous and bureaucratic. So, so, if, so if you can just tell us, because sometimes persons may want to know, okay, what is the difference between registering as a sole trader versus a limited liability? Is there any um, uh, in terms of... Definitely. Uh, definitely. There are, there are pros and cons yes. for both. So... Let's say it depends on the type of work that you want to do, the risk that you're going to undertake with the type of business. You know, in this, um, in this pandemic, there are many unfortunate things, but one fortunate thing was that it hastened the, the advent of online and work from home and so on. Indeed. You have a category of workers known as knowledge workers. So they do consultancies and so on. And with the advent of the internet, you can do consultancies abroad without even leaving your home, not even, not even leaving the country, you know, without leaving your home. So you would find that if you register as a sole trader for that purpose, you don't get the protection of the incorporation, but you don't necessarily need it because there is no significant risk that you carry. Right. If it is that, let's say you have a business and you buy a lot of goods and so on, and the, you know, there is some, you have a trucking business, the truck overturns 
injures people and so on. There's insurance to carry out that. But you as a business owner, you are not personally liable for the debts of the company. I mean, there are specific instances where you can do something what you call pierce the veil of incorporation, but that's, um, that's a very high threshold that you have to do to, to overcome that. Yes. Um, so you're really looking at, if you have, you have somebody have a parlor on the side of the road, because you know a lot of people are opening little roadside um, stalls and so on now, that you don't necessarily have to register a company for that. You can register as a sole trader for things like that. If yeah. you want to have a firm where you have a partnership, where you can do consultancies and so on, you can register a firm under the um, Registration of Business Names Act. So it really comes down to what type of business you want to do and how much you are willing to interact with the bureaucratic process of filing post-incorporation documents and so on. There is also, yeah. also the aspect of taxation, Yes. right? Now, a business has several types of taxes to pay. You have green fund, a business levy, you have to pay taxes on your corporate profits and so on. Um, you would find if you're a sole trader and you're not generating that much revenue, it's not gonna make sense registering a company to carry out your business. Because as a sole trader, even if you're employed full-time, you can do some stuff part-time. And when you're filing your taxes as an emolument owner, you can um, offset reasonable expenses that you would have incurred in doing that business as a sole trader. So you, you, you benefit both ways, but then you lose the protection of the incorporation. So there are pros and cons for it. And you, you, know, you really have to decide which one you're willing to to move with. To move with, yeah. and especially in terms of yes. um, your, your finances Your as finances well. and your, your, the, the circumstances that pertain to your business and, and how you want to carry it out. Indeed. Yeah. Um, Anis, let us take a break. Um, we'll be right back. You're watching Strictly Legal on WESN Content Capital. And welcome back. We are speaking about how to register companies or businesses in Trinidad and Tobago. So, Anis, before the break, we were speaking about the different types of, of, of companies. Uh, are there any other types of uh, companies that one can register, I mean, pursuant to what is recent legislation? Well, as, as I said, you can, yes. you can register a for-profit company, a non-profit company, and then if you want to register as a sole trader or a partnership, yeah. Those, the last two, they're not given the protection of the, when I say protection, the, lab, the liability falls on you or your partner, as opposed to the liability falling on the company or the non-profit, yeah. the for-profit or the non-profit company. Um, just, just to um, tell you again, in terms of the bureaucracy, if you register a company, you are now subject to the filling out of the beneficial ownership of shares, and that's going to be um, a requirement pretty soon. So there, there are instances where persons would have Actually, I think it is because they are, um, some companies, once you register, yeah. they send you. They send you yeah, that, yeah. right. So, but, but the regime is continuing now Indeed. because you have to follow out for every, every yeah. company that's registered under yes. the company's registry. So th this, is, this is an effort to combat like people you know, forming a company and being put in someone else as a front and they are capturing the business without accountability. Especially so this is what yeah, the state contracts, especially, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, state contracts, but, but it also holds for 
for types of money laundering and indeed, so on, indeed, yeah, yes. and anti-terrorism financing and so on. Yeah, so that's one. And the other one, even if you register as a non-profit, there is a non-profit organization, NPO, where you now have to go and automatic. Some of these are registered automatically, but if you're registered under an act of parliament or as an unincorporated association, you're not required to go and register these um, with the company's registry. registry yeah. yeah. And um, now let's start the process of how do one go about registering a company? Good. Because you know, COVID has brought around a lot of technological advances in our jurisdiction. And now it's, it's not just a matter of going into companies registry and filing, everything is online. So tell us how, it, how yeah. does one start from the beginning? So with, as you said, with COVID, people are now finding their entrepreneurial abilities <laughs> and they want to know how to go about this. So you had the old system where you had to go and download the, um, download the forms or get the forms, fill them out manually, submit them, go, go to companies registry, submit them, get them stamped, come back. Now it's a mixture. Mm -hmm. you, can go to, you can get your TT Connect number and then you go to the single electronic window, which is the TT BizLink website. Yes. That has all the portals for the different um, things about filing taxes, if you wanna bring in a car, etc. And then you can go into that to do the, the forms that you fill out for either a non-profit organization or a for-profit company. But the first thing that you have to do is get a name. You search for the name and then you submit it. They tell you whether or not they accept it. Now that is subject to, and I've seen it happen already, the registrar can give you permission for the name. And then afterwards, someone can complain and say, hey, that name is a little similar to mine. They'll ask you to show cause. And if it is that it's decided against you, the registrar has the power to deregister that name of your company and have you put another name in place. So first thing first, you get the business name. After that name has been reserved, you have 30 days now to do the process of filling out the forms online and submitting it. And they will go through those and send you back an email and tell you if there are any problems with those. So you have to fill out, like if it's, you know, the various forms are there it guides you. Yes, it's very, yes. very intuitive. It's because so it now you have you. to input yeah. the data rather you have than to just completing the, right. the, the, the So the like, forms. for example, a sole, sole proprietor, sole trader, form one for sole proprietorship, form two, and there's the information yes. there. If you're registering a business as a limited liability, there's a form one with the articles of incorporation. Then there is form eight, notice of directors, form 27, notice of secretary, Form 4, notice of the registered office of the company. All of these are now stored. So if you do a company search, you can see all of those post-incorporation documents. Yes. And that is open to any member of the public, yeah. right? That will show you, like if you, if you have a mortgage or a charge against the company, all of that is registered at company's registry. And that protects you as an individual. When you're going to do business with a company, you can search that to see what sort of liabilities that company has. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it, um, the, continuing with the, the process of registering the companies, you go to the TT BizLink, you find the appropriate one, you fill out all the forms, you submit them. They will review, they'll give you approval, you can print out, and then you can make an appointment from the AG's website, yes. Ministry of Attorney General that's website. AGLA.gov.tt, yeah. I believe, yes. yes. And you go there, they make the appointment, you go in, and you file the documents there they will then um, upload it to the website and so on. So if you want to do these searches. We have now 
very exciting news. Yes. In about two months' time, what's going to come online is Companies Registry Online System, CROSS, the acronym. This is where you can now do everything online. You submit all your forms and all your data online. You must have the TT Connect number and your PIN number that will be assigned to everything that you do thereafter. You pay your, form, you pay your fees online, yeah, either through you your credit card or yes. your debit card, yes. the, the Visa debit card. Or if you're an attorney, you can, you can um, have an account with them and you pay, you, you, you deduct from the account as you go forward. Everything is done online. There is no waiting in line. There is no getting up five o'clock in the morning if you live south and you have to come to Port of Spain or if you have to come to wait in line, even if it's in Leotard Street yeah. in San Fernando, you yeah. see some people, when you pass there, you see some people waiting from four or five yes. o'clock in the morning. Oh, but now it's so appointment based system. Now it's appointment. Yeah. Even with the appointment based yes, system, you still have, you still, have you still some people um, <laughs> lining up and so on. Yes. So with that, you have, um, when that system come online, and it's, it's, it's long overdue, but it's a really good system that we're gonna have. And the registration will be totally online. You can register a non-profit company, you can register for-profit, you can register a sole trader, you can register as a partnership on that. And the forms are very intuitive, you fill out, you, you click on each one that you, whichever one you want to do, and then you go ahead. Because even it. as it is now, even when you register online, you still have to sign, you still have to sign, submit, yes, and, and then submit. you have to make an appointment to, to collect, yep. and then you have to make an appointment to file post um, incorporation documents, like for instance, secretary, notice of notice secretary, of secretary and so on. And it's important to explain that that has to be filed after you, um, you, you collect. You can file it, you can file it um, at that time, but it's required to be filed after. Yes. The, the main reason is that the, it's the board that appoints the secretary. So when you file the notice of directors, then they will, have a, they, they will have a meeting and they will appoint the secretary and then they sign the form for the secretary. Yes. And then you um, Now, you now tell it. us, in terms of the um, com limited liability companies, what is the minimum number of directors you, you can have? Two, two as a minimum number of directors. But one of the directors can double up as the secretary of the company. Okay, yeah. so as I was saying, one of the directors can be a secretary yes, of yes, the company. Yes. Uh, we have to take a break. When we come back, we will speak about the rules and functions of various sure. um, company executives. We'll be right back. You're watching Strictly Legal. And welcome back. We are speaking about how to register business in Trinidad and Tobago. So, Anis, uh, tell us, what are the rules and functions of a director? Good. So, a director, first off, can only be in a for-profit or non-profit company. No other type of registration will allow for directors. You can have trustees and so on, but mm -hmm. directors are a special term that are only applicable to companies, whether it be non-profit or for-profit. And the general role of a director is to carry out the business of the company. All power is vested in the directors of the company. With the exception of a few powers, under the AGM, the annual general meeting, where the shareholders can exercise their voting rights to elect directors. Now, for the purposes of you know, general companies and so on, most persons, they are the shareholders and they're also the directors. So you can double up in that regard. Um, bigger companies, you have a separation between who are the persons who are the shareholders and the directors and so on. Um, oh, one thing I forgot to tell you That's was right. that currently you don't have to 
list the shareholders in a company when you're filing the incorporation documents. Yeah. But you will have to very soon. That will be um, a requirement. And as I told you, if there are shareholders and you have someone that you're holding the shares on trust for, you are required to say who are the beneficial shareholders, right. who are the person who have the, the, both the legal and the um, uh, actual shareholders. Yeah. Because as it is now, all, you need to, all you're required to state is how many shares um, uh, issued, uh, issued yeah. um, for the company. And even, I know pr previously, um, companies registry, they would have required your ID. I think that was something that they wanted Th to that do. That was at one point in time. Yes, and, and then they, thing, they yeah. stopped it. I didn't understand why. Because anybody could name themselves a director without, you know, proof, and, and I, and, without and proof of the person existing. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I, can't, mm -hmm. I won't disclose the name of the company, yes. name of the person. But we were doing a court matter once. And it was revealed that a person was a director in a company. And that person had no idea that they were placed there as a director. And they wow. never gave permission. That is how, that's yes. how come, you know, mm -hmm. we, we thought it was, you know, a kind of retrograde step when you remove the requirement of submitting the ID cards of the person and so on. Nonetheless, so the, the duties of a director, both for for-profit and non-profit, are found in the Companies Act. And, you know, you look at Section 60 and Section 99, where they talk about to exercise the power of the company directly or indirectly through the employees and agents of the company. What that goes to show is that all power the management of the company is vested in directors yes. and they are the ones who delegate power to that the ceo chief financial officer chief legal officer etc so the power is not vested in the employees whether it's the executive employees or the normal employees the power is vested in directors and they delegate that authority you also have a duty to direct the management of the company to act honestly and good faith they have a fiduciary duty to the company as opposed to the shareholders, as opposed to themselves, or any other external stakeholder. And, and, if, we, and if we go to the company secretary, I know as you said, the company secretary can also be a director. Yes. Um, is there a qualification process to be a company secretary? Well, you don't have to be, you don't have to have special qualifications for to be named as a corporate secretary, the company secretary under normal company. Yes. But for larger corporations, larger corporations, state enterprises and so on, you do need to have some qualifications in corporate governance because the, the company secretary is the one is required to um, carry out the business of corporate governance and advise on corporate governance of the company. As the name says, corporate yeah. governance, the governance of the company. Because this is, this is also um, by virtue of legislation um, in terms yes. of stating what is um, the, the, the law uh, defines what is a company or corporate secretary. Correct. You can either be an attorney at law or an accountant or someone who Correct. has, has yes. specific knowledge. Correct. But it is not, but it's not a, isn't, are you saying it's not a requirement for someone to be an attorney? It's not a requirement that someone has to be, a, you must be a registered as an attorney or an accountant yes. to be put as a company secretary. You can't, but it's a, it's a good thing to have. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and you, you mentioned shares and shareholders. How does shares and share, um, how, how, how does shares issued or how are so, shares issued? Right? So shares are issued at the pronouncement of the company. So share, the, the directors can issue shares and the, you can own shares in a company. It doesn't mean that you own the assets of the company. Yeah. So if the company is a legal person, it can sue and be sued in its own regard. It can hold property. It can buy, it can sell. If the company buys a truck, you, the shareholder, don't own the truck. You own the company. The company owns the truck. 
Shares are issued by the company. You can get share certificates that are stamped by the corporate or company secretary that show who are the, the shareholders of the company. In a private company that's not traded on the stock exchange, you usually have um, a table A, which is the bylaws of the company that speak towards the conduct of directors. And, and this will be my next question in terms of bylaws. Uh, right. What are bylaws <laughs> and how are bylaws formed or whether you need to have a bylaw? Well, you, you're not required to file your bylaws. Mm -hmm. And some companies don't actually have it because you know it's a one-man or two-man, three-man show. So you don't necessarily require to have it. If it gets controversial, because when you start to grow and you have other directors who are now invested in your company, then you need to have some rules. And the Companies Act provides a draft yes. bylaws for both non-profit and for-profit that deals with things like directors' meetings, um, election, of, election of directors, the shareholders, things like um, preemptive rights for shares. If I'm a shareholder, and if both of us are shareholders in a company, private company, you want out. You have to sell your shares to me first. You have to offer them to me first before you offer them on the open market. Yeah. Because you know you want to retain control rather than bring someone else in. So there are um, various shareholders agreements and so on that will um, form part of that um, part of bylaws the of the company. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know we are we are out of time basically. Oh. So so is there any other thing that you want to say quickly in terms of in terms of I know post post um, incorporation or anything like that? Uh, um, just to say that, that when this, when this cross-system, Companies Registry Online system, comes on board, it's going to be much easier to file documentations and so on. So the, the, the bureaucratic thing that you had yeah, to do yeah. that, you know, that sometimes used to put you off, you can, you can cross that hurdle easily now. So you, there are much more options for you to consider in terms yeah. of incorporation. And of course, I hope that the system works and that it's easy, accessible, or rather navigated to persons who are... Well, you know, in this country, we have, we have an issue that sometimes when a website goes live, it, it crashes yes. because people are so eager. Yeah, so I'm hoping yeah. that the ministry is um, taking note that yeah. people are so excited about this. When they go, it's, it's going to have a rush the first day. And capacity, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, so, Anis, thank you so much for gracing the strict legal sets. I'm sure the, um, the viewers will be very much enlightened, and I may have to call you again at some time in the future. Sure, anytime. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Right, so, you have been watching How to Register Business in Trinidad and Tobago with Anis Raman, who was my guest. Be viewing next week for another episode. God bless. <laughs>